0: Welcome back to Start Kyle Orton. Uh the quickest turnaround in Start Kyle Orton history. In new Start Kyle Orton history. Yeah, we just recorded yesterday, and we, we ran the fuck out of time, is what we did. Uh, so yeah. we are going to talk performance reviews for the defense today. The defense of the 2024
1: Chicago 2023 Chicago. So as if you if you tuned into that yesterday's episode. Uh, we were, or if you haven't yet, if you listening to this one first, look at you go in our modern NFL age, listening to defense before offense, old school. That's a Bears fan for you. Anyways, uh, no, uh, we were doing, we were gonna grade the Bears starters and and key reserves. There's a few reserves in there, um, but then we decided to do a job review. We decided to do meets expectations, exceeds expectations or needs improvement. So, that's what we did on offense. I think we can just that's enough of a setup. Should we just dive right in on defense?
0: That's right. We we get right back want to we stop when we're done, damn it. Do you want to
1: build in the trenches and and work backwards or do you want to be like Ryan Poles and start in the secondary and work our way forward?
0: I was going to say yeah. I mean, we're we're Ryan Poles here, right? So we need to start it at, at Yeah, we'll start in the, the secondary. Either. Okay.
1: Okay, so we'll start at safety. Um, so let's just start at safety with America's loudest major right variant, uh, Jaquan Brisker. Where, where, where would you put Brisker for this year? A meets expectations, an exceeds, a needs improvement. I know where Jaquan Brisker would put Jaquan Brisker, but <laughs>
0: yes, I want to hear Jaquan from
1: you, Travis. Where are you? Where are you putting Jaquan?
0: Oh man, we may have started with the most difficult one to grade, right? Uh, he he definitely needs improvement on his goddamn mouth. Uh, the dude, <laughs> the stupid Flappy Bird arms, the uh, just always chatting on the field and off the field, uh, and he certainly doesn't and, back that up. And, right? Yeah, to be clear, that's the
1: problem with you and I. We, we we are not. We have no problem with a shit talker. We love shit talkers. Uh, I think Steve Smith is both of our favorite non-Bears wide receiver ever, possibly. Um, We love a dude who talks shit, but you got to back it up is the thing. There's nothing worse than a Freddie Mitchell. Um, And I even said said during the season that Jaquan Brisker thinks he's Steve Smith, but he's more Freddie Mitchell. Um, So here's where, let's see here, out of all safeties this year, Jaquan Brisker...
0: I'm maybe more curious about this rating than any other rating, like where he ranks
1: among safeties.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah. So Jaquan, Chase- because because thi- Jaquan himself
0: seems to think that he is like a top five safety in the NFL. I know that's not R- true, yeah. just from simple observation. Hold
1: on, oh, wait, let me filter out. I gotta I always forget to filter out the low snap havers. Okay, so among so out of a grand total of sixty three safeties,
0: that sounds right. Who
1: had At least 50% of the snaps of the number one snap getter at safety. Uh, Jaquan ranked... 41st. So 41st out of 63 (laughs) in overall grade at 65.9. Let's see. Should we break this down? So in terms of run defense grade, he ranked... And, and we don't consider PFF grades to be the end-all, be-all. They're just kind of a useful place to start the discussion. Sure. In um, run defense grade, he was 21st, so that's a little better there.
0: Bad sign toward the top, other end of top, the top, spectrum. Top
1: quarter in terms, of, in terms of run defense. Let's see how he ranked. In tackling, he was 11th, so that's probably where you get that run defense grade. He was a sure He was a sure tackler, no doubt about that.
0: But that's I think crazy. we all
1: know what that probably means then for this last category, coverage, uh, where he ranked 45th. Lovely. So, now to his credit, I guess, you know, that, that that's all safeties together. So that includes free safeties and strong safeties together. And, and your strong safety is generally not your coverage safety. Um.
0: But unfortunately, our free safety wasn't a covered safety this year either. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I think it's going to piss off Jaquan, but I'm going to put him at Needs improvement still. Um, I If I was being nice, I'd maybe say meets expectations. I, I do think he was a starting caliber safety. And my problem with that, and this isn't really his fault, I guess, but my problem with that is this guy was a second round pick. And this is the problem with taking a fucking box safety at, at pick, was it, what was it, pick 44, pick yeah. 48, something like that, is that you can find starting caliber box safeties almost anywhere. I mean, you, you don't need to draft them that high. Uh, so when you look at some of these guys, let's see here, who are some of the guys? Uh, let's see here. For... The the fifth-ranked safety – oh, no, that's in coverage. Okay, hold on. Uh, let's see here. So, um, Alohi Gilman of the Los Angeles Chargers. Guy's got some really good grades here. He was a sixth-round pick. Um, Xavier Woods, the ninth overall safety from the Carolina Panthers. He was a sixth-round pick. Um, Malik Hooker of the Dallas Cowboys, the 10th overall. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, he was a first-round pick. Okay, Malik, sorry about that. So I should probably probably know who that person is. Uh, Darnell Savage, he was an overdrafted first-round pick. Um, Reed Blankenship, the 13th-ranked safety from the Philadelphia Eagles, literally an undrafted free agent. So that is – safety is not a position that provides a ton – Of surplus value, and I hate reducing players to surplus value, but like, it's just, he needed to, for for me, for and maybe my expectations were unfair, but for me, for Jaquan Brister to continue justifying what they, where they took him in the draft, I needed to see him be, if not a Pro Bowl caliber safety, I needed to feel like he was at least a top 10 strong safety in the league, and I think he's like top 20. So I'm going to I'm going to say still needs improvement from our boy Jaquan, just because also if you're going to talk that much shit, I need to see a lot more production to back that up.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's sort of unquestionable. Um, like you said, there's there's really not even a reason you don't even have to go to currently active guys. Think about the Bears own draft history, right? Like we we pull good safeties out of our ass on the fourth round, you know, it, like much better safeties than Jaquan Brisker. Um, We have probably a better safety than Jaquan Brisker as our fourth corner on the team right now, and Terrell Smith is probably going to get his chance next year uh, to play next to Jaquan Brisker. Uh, It's just, this was Ryan Pohl's first pick. This was his chance to make an impression. That Bears team needed literally everything. I, there was like not one goddamn position the Bears could have drafted, and we wouldn't have been like, yeah, we probably need that spot. Now there were uh, spots we really wanted. very to be badly fair, in that draft.
1: To be fair, Kyler Gordon was the first pick.
0: Sure, I he was Kyler part was a Kyler was thirty nine. Brisker was forty eight. Yeah,
1: so right, but yes, he was part way, of his point. first
0: draft class. This is he decided to go not only defense first. He went secondary for both of his first two picks. And like you said, it's just not a position that should be that important. This is a very, like, like the draft the Lions had last year. You know, it's it's a pick that you would make on a team where you're making luxury picks, right? And when you're doing that, you really want the guy to be worth it. Like, to be just the top end of his position. Jaquan certainly thinks so. Jaquan thought he was snubbed for the Pro Bowl. He didn't play like that at all this year. Like he That was, okay. oh my God, I was so fucking pissed at him when he did that shit. <laughs> He, he, I just despise him sometimes. Suggest, I do. I. He got a lot of tackles in one game, and everybody was like, "Wow, he got a lot of tackles." That has never signified fucking anything for any defender in the NFL. The last time that tackles.
1: The last time that tackles probably aligned with overall performance at the safety position was like 1978. Like, that has not been the primary function of a safety for
0: decades. If, you, if your safety is getting a lot of tackles, it's either because you do not respect the other team's passing game at all, or you don't trust him to cover so much that you yeah. are ramming him it, like into the front of your defense and dropping somebody else back, which... You know what? Honestly, probably makes sense uh, for this yeah. defense and this guy, and that's the problem with Jaquan. He definitely needs improvement to like to justify his existence on this team at his draft position. He needs to get so much yeah. better, and I—I I mean, yeah. I don't see he, it happening. But maybe. he
1: is a—he's a starting caliber safety. I will—I will not disagree with that. But like I said, you can find those so many places other than. The second round of the draft. I mean, just, just go through the list of guys, even Jesse Bates. Now, yes, Jesse Bates was, I he was, he a first round pick by the Bengals. He was a second round pick by the Bengals. Um, but then he was signed in free agency by the Falcons. So you can get, and he was the best, highest graded safety in the NFL this year. So there are, safety is a position where sometimes good ones hit free agency. It's not like corner or wide receiver where the best ones get locked up forever. I mean, Tyrann Matthew is still a top 10 safety, and he has been, what, a free agent like four times in his career? Um, it's just, it was a, and, and that's the thing. If you do spend a first or second round pick, the guy needs to play like Jesse Bates, who was a second round pick, but he, you know, he graded out in a 90 overall. Jevin Holland. Second round pick, 90 overall. Antoine Winfield, second round pick, 90 overall. Like, that is the, if you want to be a first or second round safety, that is the bar. That's what you should be doing. If you're a, if you, I mean, if Jaquan Brisker was a fourth round pick, he'd be in exceeds right now. I'd be like, hell yeah, you turned a fourth round pick into a starting caliber safety. That's a win. But that's precisely why you don't spend a second round pick on those guys, because this level of production is not enough for that. Yep. So and anyways, I think we spent enough time on Jaquan Brisker. Um, he'd be happy. Well, he wouldn't be happy with what we said. He'd be happy that we've wasted this much time talking about him, though. God knows he loves to be the center of attention. Oh. So moving on to our other I mean, starting seat. Uh,
0: we, we would be remiss if we didn't say the thing you always say, which is that George Pickens, went, we needed a wide receiver real bad, and he went five picks after Jaquan, and boy, we could have used what? George Pickens. If you'll allow me to
1: play some what ifs. If the Bears and let's not even say it was George Pickens, because whenever I say George Pickens, people freaking love to point out that George Pickens kind of a weird dude, maybe has some personality issues. Personally, I think relying on Kenny Pickett to throw you the ball for two years would do that to just about anybody. But um Alec Pierce with suboptimal quarterback play has been a fairly I mean has been uh, a decent wide receiver, in my opinion, a decent number two, three wide receiver for the Colts. You could have taken Alec Pierce. And then at the very least, if you have a guy like that on the roster, you don't feel the need to panic and trade the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool.
0: Yep.
1: And then maybe you've got that pick sitting around there. And if you really want your fucking safety, flus, you could take like a legitimately good prospect at safety, like Brian Branch, like the Lions did. Right. I mean he was instantly the best player, in my opinion, other than Aiden Hutchinson on Detroit's defense. Um But yeah, that's it it was it needs improvement for Jaquan. We'll we'll leave it at there. We'll move on. Sure. Next up, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. He's gotta be a needs improvement for me too, obviously. And I have to say, I think maybe the single defensive player that I was most disappointed in this year just because last year in this scheme when there was a lot less talent around him dude looked revitalized he had the best year last year he had his best season easily since 2018
0: 2019
1: he did he looked fantastic he looked like a perfect natural fit for the scheme he was making plays he was getting turnovers Uh, He was tackling – he was a willing tackler. He was doing great. And then this year, just awful in pretty much every – mediocre to awful in basically every category. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So definitely a needs improvement for Eddie too. And definitely the biggest disappointment for me on this defense just in terms of like I never expected anything less than competency from Eddie. So –
0: Yep. Yeah, it just, you know, at some point in a safety's career, if you start out a safety in the NFL, you're obviously not going to transition to corner. A lot of the times, if you're a corner and you lose a step, you can transition to safety, kind of have uh, a bit of a bounce, another three, four years in the NFL. Usually as a safety, once it happens, it kind of happens. And it it really does feel like Eddie may just be kind of cooked at this point. Um, So... You know, it's a needs improvement, but for me, it's also a like, see you later, buddy. Like this, this is clearly the end. Yeah, I, I think we're... he's gonna catch on uh, with like the Raiders or something, play for five games, and then re- retire. Honestly.
1: Oh, you're yeah, yeah. that. You think he's that cooked? Okay, I wow. think he's. I don't that know that I'm that. I think he'll go ring chasing. I think he'll. I think he'll. Play. Is he
0: that level of guy? Does, I mean I think is there if he's another willing, another team that's gonna do that.
1: I think if he's I mean he's already been paid, he's already gotten his big contract, so I think if he goes out and he, you know, if he's willing to take very little, I think there's a contending team for sure that will take a chance on an Eddie Jackson for one year. Certainly. Interesting. Um,
0: I think of that so more yeah. of like uh, you know, the end of Khalil Mack's career kind of thing, you know, or something mm-hmm. like an Eddie Jackson. Like I, I know he's like he's held in high esteem by us, but he like he was very good for a couple seasons and he's been decent the rest of the time except for this last year where he absolutely cratered i don't know yeah i don't he was i you know i think we both agree at the very least that he had a a truly bad season and he yeah he was the weak link on this defense by the way it's
1: it, yeah it was disappointing to not get more from him when he was in the best secondary that he's been in since 2018 i mean the yeah. Yeah, he had more help than ever before back there. Not ever before, but more help than he's had in the last four or five years around him, and, and he looked worse. So that was disappointing. Um, Speaking
0: hey, of, it, let's, let's throw the lasso and bring in the leader of this secondary uh, so we can yeah, get very happy after that. Yeah, track. I
1: mean, there's uh, the, these next couple ones, I think, are going to have a couple exceeds, Uh, yep. some, some positive news, because I think as a position group, corner, and I mean, God knows it should be, given the resources invested in it, Yep. Corner as a position group was by far, in my opinion, the strongest performing group on this team, either yeah. side of the ball. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, has to be.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think next year very well, the Bears very well could have just the best group of corners in the NFL. Um, there is not – there they are four, even five deep, and there's not an obvious weak link. But, yeah, so we'll start off with the big man, uh, Jalen Johnson. So I think – God, he's got to be in exceeds, right? Like if he's if he's not, then why even have this category?
0: Who is an exceeds if not Jalen Johnson? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like what the all, by some metrics the best corner in the mm-hmm. NFL, a very deserving Pro Bowler. Um, I, I mean, what what we said at the beginning of this year, Jalen has to come in and take that next step. Does he have it in him? We don't know but literally know, we're in this contract and he took the biggest step he possible literally
1: made. the highest graded corner overall per yeah. PFF literally the highest graded coverage corner overall per PFF I mean let's just hold on where are his we scroll over and just read my dude's coverage statistics. I think we are. I think we're going to yeah. do that. It's,
0: I mean, this uh the, he the was, tragedy of this Bears team may be that it was bad enough to bury his accomplishments.
1: He was targeted 50 times. He allowed just 25 catches. I think even our listeners can do that math. Um 195 yards total all season long. 7.8 yards per catch. Uh The longest pass play he gave up was just 36 yards. He allowed only one touchdown. He had four interceptions, six pass breakups, and a passer rating against of 33.3. Now, if you guys don't know this, if you go 0-1 passing, like if you just have a single incomplete pass, you you get a 39.6 rating. So literally a lower passer rating than an incomplete pass when targeting Eddie this year. And you can't. You can't I would say you can't have a better season than he had with one one teeny tiny exception. Because Eddie or not Eddie, uh Jalen, unfortunately, while he did finish the highest graded corner in the NFL, he was once again only Da-da-da-da. 52nd in terms of total snaps. My dude and his shoulder
0: Mm. are
1: still a concern. I think that's where this contract impasse, why it's still happening. Um, Because I think Eddie is saying, look, I was just the best corner in the NFL. And I think Ryan Pulse is responding, yeah, for 13 games. Um, What about the month that you miss every year? And it happens every year. Um, he wasn't there against Green Bay in in what a lot of people thought was the biggest game of the season. He wasn't there because he had popped his shoulder again. Um, and so that's why I think ultimately the way this Jalen Johnson thing ends, sadly, is I think my friend here is going to get tagged two years in a row and then be allowed to test the market when he is pushing 30. But I that's what I'm afraid is the – I mean, I'm not happy about it. I, I would like better for him. I'd love to believe – that an actual extension is happening, but I think what's actually happening is two consecutive franchise tags. And, uh, spoiler alert, the Bears are going to have a rookie QB contract, so they can afford to do that. So
0: I will that's... I will put it this way. I have kind of put my faith in what Paul says out loud being true, because he just doesn't seem to lie. And both him and Jalen have come out and said, Jalen's going to be a Bear. If he wants to be a Bear. We're going to get him signed. Um, that's going to happen. Like well, one... I just kind of unequivocally, this is happening. I'm going to believe it until we actually make the mistake of franchising him again. We talked about this with Tevin Jenkins. That's more of a question with Tevin because, you know, we know he's going to miss this many games. And he's not literally the best guard in the NFL, though he is top five when he's in there. Um, I mean, Jalen was just the best corner in the NFL. That's a much more valuable position than guard that number one corner in the NFL does not fall into your lap very often. You just pay the guy, you lock him up, and if he's gone for a month every season, you look at the rest of your guys of your depth, which, like you said, the Bears actually have a decent bit of.
1: Yeah, so the next corner, oh, uh, we'll just go in order of snap count. So the next guy up in terms of snaps for the Bears was the rookie, Tyreek Stevenson, pulls his second second-round corner. Um, and I think... Obviously, he didn't play anywhere near as well as Jalen did, but I think for a tough position for a rookie to play, I'm going to put Tyreek down for an exceeds expectations, too. Because I I thought Tyreek, by the end of the year... Let me see if I can... How did he do in the second half, specifically? Can I get his statistics for just the... you start talking nice things about Tyreek, or you talk about however you feel about Tyreek while I while I work on this. Hold on,
0: yeah. So it's it's a uh, big exceeds expectations for me uh, because if you go back, to yeah, you were not you were not drafting him. I you was were not as big on
1: Tyreek as I.
0: So. I was not. I had watched uh, minimal film on Tyreek, like not not a ton. I was not expecting the Paris to take him. Um, and I did not particularly like what I saw. Um, one of the things he he often got himself turned around and tied up. Uh, but I think if I had looked at two more, I would have liked him a lot more. Uh, but, yeah, he had a fantastic season for a rookie corner. This is a position that we talked about a lot at the beginning of the season. Rookie corners um, probably struggle more than all but one position that gets drafted into the NFL the top position being interior defensive line usually. Um, But, yeah, it's hard to be good as a corner, uh, as a rookie in the NFL, especially playing outside corner, not even coming into the NFL uh, in the slot uh, and being knocked out the park.
1: So over the last six games of the season, which I don't think is a terribly small sample size, um, over the last six games of the season, Tyreek Stevenson ranked 17th uh, among all corners with at least twenty percent. Actually, here let's let's wonder what it is if you even give raise the snap count up even a little higher. He ranked fourteenth among all corners, basically with at least two hundred and fifty snaps, um, over the last half of the season there, at with a seventy eight point five overall grade from PFF and an eighty grade in coverage. He really really came on strong. Uh, over the second half of the season, I mean, the names above him are all pretty exciting names for the most part. I mean, you got, you, I mean, you got Jalen, of course, in there. You got Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner. I mean, he was in some pretty good company uh, the last six, seven games of the season there. So, uh, and I mean, was all year. It did definitely had some coverage hiccups early in the year for sure. For sure. Um,
0: Drop some interceptions early, like a lot of easy. He did he had a couple of those,
1: but he—I mean—he was always good. I felt he was always solid in the run game from the start. Always a willing tackler. Um, so yeah, I for me, uh, you know, obviously, kind of like I said with Darnell, I think it was yeah, Darnell Wright yesterday. I said, you know, if he gave this exact same season next year, it would be a needs improvement, but for a rookie definitely and exceeds expectations. I was very pleased with Tyreek Stevenson. I think that kid's got a bright future ahead of him.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if he improves like rookies generally do between year one, year two, and then year two to year three, I, this is another dude like Jalen, you know? Well, I mean, the next, the next guy we'll talk
1: about here, um, Kyler Gordon. I mean, if you remember, Kyler Gordon was, for the first five, six games of his rookie season last year, literally the worst corner in the NFL. Yes. Like, by a country mile and Kyler improved over the second half of his rookie season to like slightly less than average. He was still what you would mostly term bad, but he wasn't anywhere near as bad as he had been. And I said, you know, hopefully that bodes well for year two. And Kyler also, I thought took a big step up. Um, But Tyreek was far better as a rookie than Kyler was. And so I would hope that, you know, in year two, he could take an even bigger leap. So now Kyler is a guy that I'm going to put a meets expectations on. Um, I would say if you overreacted maybe to the training camp hype over him, and there sure was a lot, he might be a little bit of a um, it might be a little bit of a disappointment. But for me, anyways, I just was hoping for that guy to be just a a because Nickel's is very important in this scheme. Um, I thought he did a great job as the starting nickel. Uh, and I thought he, when he came back from injury, that was a big, because a lot of people attribute the the defense's improvement over the second half of the year to just to Montez Sweat and all that. And Sweat was a huge factor. But I think the return of Kyler Gordon made a big difference too in terms of the secondary um, and in terms of what they like to do schematically and how important the nickel is to that. Um, that said, I don't think he was like, Pro Bowl caliber and again a second round pick for a nickel corner better than spending a second round pick on a safety yep still kind of a luxury pick though in my opinion so he would have had to be pretty damn good in order for me to uh to go that far and give him an exceeds but I will say Kyler Gordon at least met expectations for me this year how about you
0: I would also say meets it's only a meets because like you said that's an important role in this defense Um, if that role were a little bit more minimized, like it is on some other teams, it would probably be a needs improvement because again, this was the 38th overall pick we spent on Kyler Gordon and he has already been supplanted by a dude. We took later in the second round the next year and who was a rookie this year. Uh, But he, I mean, he's very fun to watch while he was out there. He was clearly more in command of the defense and really that's all you're looking for in the second year of a corner. Are you getting better? Are you more comfortable? Are you, able to handle the assignments that you're being given. He looked good while he was out there. Same thing as Jalen. Yeah. You got to stay healthy too, buddy. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're good. Uh, you're playing well, but you're not there yet. And if you're going to have injury concerns and you're going to be a nickel corner and you're just going to be a good nickel corner, that's the kind of guy you let walk, uh, when he's done with his first contract. So very, he's, he's hitting meets expectations. Uh, but for me, he's closer to needs improvement than closer
1: to needs improvement. Okay, so you're 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 putting him, yeah. I think he, Kyler. I'm more inclined to to be nice to because he's basically like if Jaquan Brisker didn't run his mouth so goddamn much, I'd be not. inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, I think he's a meat. Uh, who do you want to do next? we do? Let's see here. We've got. Terrell Smith. Terrell Smith, next guy up. Yeah, it looks like Terrell Smith, the next guy up. All right,
0: that, that's tell me exe- about easy. Terrell,
1: he exceeds he's, for you. All right, I'm going. To, tell the people what you love about Terrell Smith, Travis.
0: I Terrell, uh, came in fourth round pick, right? Or was he was he fifth? He was fifth round, right? Am I correct about that? Terrell, I believe Terrell Smith was our fifth round pick. Fourth round was Tyler Scott and Roshan Johnson. So yeah, fifth round pick. Um, this is where the Bears take their safeties, and we talked about it last year uh, after we drafted him. We talked about it kind of in training camp because Bears coaches had mentioned it. This is a guy who was going to play some quarter, but who everybody had said and everybody thought was going to be groomed to play safety eventually. Um, this is a guy who I was familiar with because, again, I'm an Iowa fan. I, I see Minnesota a lot. Um, he's just very smooth, very strong cover guy, and there were some whispers uh, in camp that maybe he was going to start over Tyreek Stevenson. That didn't end up happening, and there's a good reason for that. But, man, every time Terrell had to come in, which was often, because we didn't yeah, no, when you like, watched him, you could hurt. Yeah, when you watched good. him, it
1: was... I mean, when you, when you you it's one of those things that when you first hear that the fifth-round pick is maybe outperforming the second-round pick uh-huh. in camp, you kind of shit your pants a little bit. Like, oh, God, we blew our second-round pick. But then you watch them both in the regular season, and you're like, no, that was just a legit competition between two very promising players. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, hard not hard not to put in exceeds on Terrell Smith. I think he is um, definitely a guy that th- can fill in as an outside corner the three or four games a year that Jalen does seem to miss. He's a guy that can play some safety for you. Um, yeah, just an all-around, just a good pick there. Hard to quibble with Terrell Smith at all. Yeah. Do we want to... I think Jalen Jones will just real, real quick. I would still put an exceeds expectations on Jalen Jones for me because I really don't think he's terribly useless, and that's quite impressive for your fifth corner or fourth corner.
0: Yeah, same I with Greg Stroman.
1: Same with Greg Stroman Junior. They are both they both got about one hundred and fifty snaps, and they both did not embarrass themselves in those snaps, which is really all you can ask for for corners four and five.
0: I it's insane that we are talking about guys as far down the list and still being like. Yeah, perfectly competent. Like, these are yeah, guys who if, would have been our second corner, you know, in a yeah. lot of seasons. And oh, I mean, I would take
1: every play. one of these guys over Kendall Vildor. Every single yes. one of them.
0: Absolutely. And I think
1: Detroit Lions fans would, too. <laughs> sorry. I don't feel good about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: You, we all wanted you guys to win. I'm going to be I wanted to see uh, a Detroit uh,
1: let's not. Let's not go that far. I, I wasn't rooting for Detroit. I am a creature of...
0: You're rooting for San Francisco? I wasn't rooting for anybody, but I'll be caught in the be,
1: I will not root for a division rival in the NFC championship game. I I, am a a creature
0: formed.
1: I'm a creature formed purely of spite at this
0: point. Like, you don't, you're all
1: soft hearted. That's (laughs) true.
0: That's true. Yeah. This is is why this
1: country never wins any wars anymore, because you feel sorry for the Lions.
0: It's just nice to wrap up this secondary portion to have been able to look at this at the beginning of the year and been like, man, if everybody develops, this could be a really good unit. And it was.
1: Well, and they can, it also, the nice thing about it is this young quality depth gives them the flexibility, if that's the route they go, to franchise tag Jalen Johnson two years in a row and not really worry about it because you still don't have to pay. Kyler yet, you don't have to play Terrell Smith anytime soon, you're you not paying Tyreek anytime soon, like, they got, they they have the flexibility if they need to, in order to do that, so.
0: Yeah, just a fantastic okay. Should individual. we,
1: okay, I guess we're up to linebackers, right? Linebackers? Yep. Okay, well, let's start with positive news. Um Exceeds expectations for me is TJ Edwards. Yeah, for sure. He was great. He was nothing really to say there other than just...
0: I don't... I, I actually he, don't know. I don't know if he's exceeds because we kind of said this when we signed him. He was one of the best linebackers in the game before. He was really NBA good. Before, and we got him on a bargain basement deal for no reason.
1: I, I would say exceeds only because this was a dude who was undrafted and is still hustling and whom a lot of people thought would fall off without that surrounding talent of that stacked Eagles defense last year. Yeah. Um, and he didn't. Is the thing he was asked to do a lot more in Chicago than he was asked to do in Philadelphia, and he and he still rose to the challenge. So I'm gonna keep TJ at an exceeds, uh, which is good because we're gonna go right into is he an exceeds for you or did you put him for meats then? Sorry,
0: uh, meats for me only because like I said, we came. You here, expected like, more. This yeah, guy I, is this guy is fantastic. He's just so I I don't know why he's here.
1: So we'll roll right, however, into uh the most expensive needs improvement on the roster. <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. What did we say about Tremaine Edmonds, Travis? We said if the guy from 2022 was real, and only if mm-hmm. the guy from 2022 was real, that contract will be worth it. But if it's the Tremaine Edmonds... From any other season of his career, who boy, what a massive overpay. And what did we get, Travis? Which Tremaine Edmonds did we get?
0: We got. So Can we. You. I want you to split these out for the beginning of the year to the end of the
1: year. Oh, you're a coward. You're I want to okay, see it. That's because fine.
0: He was a dumpster okay. fire to start okay. the year. Right? All right, I'll I mean, split it. All right, I'll I mean, run the numbers. I want to see Talk amongst it, yourselves.
1: All right, let's All l- right. We'll look at the linebackers.
0: His, his beginning to the year was. Absolutely fucking disastrous. He wasn't just needs improvement. He was one of the worst linebackers in the NFL. He looked lost. He not only couldn't stop the run, but the one thing he was supposed to do, which was be strong in coverage, shut down the other team's tight end, uh, control the middle of the field. uh, Hey, how about stop a fucking screen pass? He could do none of it. It was uh, embarrassing and disgusting, and it made me want to die inside. However, he did improve i i don't think there's any doubt about that over the second half of the season now did he improve enough so to get to weeks... exceeds no but did he get on the cusp of meets expectations is what i'm wondering did he so, get
1: close so through week eight he was uh the 47th ranked linebacker with a 55.1 overall
0: grade that is a i mean given the contract i'm not sure anything could be worse than what you just said
1: Now, let's see how he did from then on. I I also felt like he got a little better, but we'll see if that's reflected.
0: He uh, It seemed like after about game six, Iberflus kind of took the the leash off of his most talented defenders and said, please make decisions on your own. Use your athleticism. Go to the places where you know they're going to try to attack our defense. And it was him and Jalen Johnson and Tyrese Johnson that really... He, really took command of that role.
1: He did improve. He was a 61.6 overall, which was good
0: for 40th
1: in that time frame. So it was a... No, no. It's not...
0: So, no, he didn't. He didn't really...
1: Hold on. I do feel like even like over the... if I Let me start chopping off weeks. Was there at least a stretch a good play for so to here. find it let's let's see here when did he
0: oh such a bad signing i like if you can get tj edwards wasn't like 3 years 14 million for tj edwards
1: i mean they could have signed bobby o'carekay for a lot yeah. less too that's yeah
0: o'carekay was just sitting out there and he got a very very low i mean that's the guy we were talking about we weren't even talking about tj edwards um could have kept Roquan Smith. He he didn't do anything of note this year, right, Roquan?
1: He yeah, wasn't... no, Roquan was yeah, he was terrible.
0: terrible, terrible, wasn't? Yeah, do avert thine eyes, folks, from what Roquan Smith did. Well, well, year, well, well, well hold
1: on now, hold on. If you cut the window down t- starting at week twelve. Okay. Tremaine was thirty fourth.
0: so improving!
1: If we cut it down to week thirteen, what did he do over the last five weeks? Uh, oh, uh, god. Uh, oh god, did he have god. like a good? Can we say he had a good final month?
0: Can I even say that? Uh, no, thirty second. Hey, 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 we're climbing. Oh, Where are we? We are almost, almost uh, in the top thirty linebackers in the NFL. All right,
1: which is. Starting caliber,
0: this dude here is by far the biggest albatross of Ryan Pohl's GM career, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he the good news is, is they they did front load that contract, they stacked it in such a way they did where I mean, I think they can get out after this year pretty easily. Um, so that was the case, but yeah, it's it's it is definitely hard to call that contract a uh anything but an unmitigated disaster through year one. Uh and that kind of gets into, like I said, we'll we'll talk about Ryan Poles later, but I, I have I have warmed up on Ryan Poles in so many ways, and yet I am even more skeptical of him in others. I think Ryan Poles, the draft scout, the college scout, looks real promising, and I think Ryan Poles Handling of free agencies still leaves a whole hell of a lot to be desired. So. But
0: it, I mean, he does have some hits. I mean, it's perplexing to see a guy jump on TJ Edwards and get such a good contract, right? And Andrew
1: and, and Andrew nothing, Billings, who Andrew we're Billings, talk about. yeah, we'll talk about him in a second here. So um,
0: Andrew Billings, but then, but then he he's going to the same position group, and he is giving way too much money to Tremaine Edmonds, yet he was totally fine letting Roquan Smith go. I, it's very, it's, I have to think that this was just a lesson learned for him, right? Like let's not trust the, the breakout year guy, right? I mean, we always talk about this on college prospects. Let's do the same thing with NFL guys, right? You break out for one season. Let's not give them a huge contract. You know, their team is probably letting them walk for a reason, Ryan.
1: Yeah. The, the, yeah, we'll get into that with draft talk here in a bit about not trusting the breakout guy. and
0: We're going to dunk was, on Tyree Wilson. It's going to be we, great. We didn't – oh, well, I didn't even
1: mention Tyree Wilson. I was thinking Jaden Daniels. We're going to talk about him a little bit. But, yeah. Oh, yes. We, and we didn't trust Jay, Tyree, and we were right.
0: Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, Jack Sanborn. What what else is there to say about Jack Sanborn, man? That's just uh, this—he's the most Hunter Hill admirer ass, uh, Warwick Holdman ass dude I have. Is I that he is the fiercest so linebacker? Is that a
1: meets or an exceeds then? Because like I, I feel like the fact that he's a starting caliber Sam is an exceeds for an undrafted guy forever, anyways. Yeah, but yes. I, I, I'm gonna say meets expectations for me just because I feel like that's exactly what I expected.
0: Yeah, they had that guy, for and I was history. like,
1: "I was like, there, yep, there's Hunter Hillenmeyer. Every generation, he returns to us in a new form." Um, and we have
0: some uh, we have we have younger people listening to this. We have we've a, an influx of people listening, so I feel like maybe maybe folks go out Google Hunter Hillenmeyer. He he's the dude next to uh, the guys you remember, the guys you know, and uh, the same thing for Warwick Holdman, just the dude who was next to the superstars and played absolutely adequate, good football, quite frankly, um, at a position where you don't, just not very important, I guess is what you could say. Like, he does his job, he's where he needs to be, and he makes the tackle. So, well done, Jack.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. Are there any other linebackers worth discussing? I'm going to say no. Uh, Noah, I guess, hold on. Noah... Sewell, what did what did he do? He played how many how many snaps did he even get? Noah Sewell, 86.5 overall grade on 27 snaps. So
0: Ooh, the Josh Blackwell. The, yeah. the 20-some snaps, and we can all get excited about it. Yeah. That's a dude. That's kind of a sleeper guy, kinda of like Terrell Smith, right? The idea of drafting him felt like. Maybe we need to replace one of these linebackers in two years after. Yeah, it was definitely that was definitely albatross.
1: Yeah, that was definitely a bet on athleticism that they're not expecting to pay off yet. Okay, I think we can move on to the defensive line. Do we want to do edge? Do we want to do interior? Where do you want to start?
0: We start with the big man. We got to start with Montez Sweat.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, I'm going to say he met my expectations because I always knew that Montez Sweat was a dog. I defended did he, him.
0: Did, did you think he was this good, though? Yeah. Was this honestly what you expected? Yeah, absolutely. I
1: I thought Montez Sweat, I mean, people can go back and listen to the, the trade episode when we were both pissed about the trade, because, and I think still fair in my defense as Jalen Johnson sits unextended this very moment in time, Yeah. I had very little faith in Ryan Poles' ability to extend a player, um of this magnitude because he had yet to do it. Uh and I said that trade is horrifically bad if if you even have to franchise Tag Sweat. But they didn't. They extended him. My anger dissipated immediately. About I always thought Montez Sweat was outstanding. I tried to tell you, I thought he was like a jacked-up version of Alex Brown, an elite run-stuffing edge who isn't the world's greatest pass rusher but he's he's very good he, he's a very he's like a i would say he's a top 10 run defender and a top 25 to 30 pass rusher at edge um and that's that is good that's not bad for your that is not bad for your edge one i think he uh is, is a truly great player and and obviously made this whole scheme work in a way that it was not working before so yeah i'm gonna I'm still putting a meets expectation, and I don't mean that in a bad way, on Montez, because I, I did think he was a dude. So, you, yeah. however...
0: It exceeds for me. You Yeah, yeah. You, you owe him an apology. Uh, you were like, Montez, I mean, sweat, uh, this man is not a... He's not a dude. Yeah, yes, we... I mean, I don't want to... Like, when we saw this trade, essentially, my downside was, yeah, he's good. I know he's good but he's on a very good defensive line surrounded by very good defensive linemen. And it's very hard to tell which is the, the boat that is raising the, the level of the ocean and uh, which is not in that particular case. And I was like, I saw what you saw, which is basically really good run defender, but his, his pass rush ability was less than chase young from what I'd seen. Um, and like how much of this is getting boosted by supporting cast. What we found, Uh, undoubtedly is that Montez was the guy lifting everybody else on that Washington defensive line. And he did the same thing for the bears. He didn't just lift the quality of the defensive line. He raised the quality of this entire defense and his, his pass rushing even exploded, Um, which is crazy. I mean, he was an absolute monster Um, completely turned our pass rush around uh, just just a fantastic part of the season. He at one point in the season, he was leading both Washington and Chicago in sacks, uh, which is incredible. Uh, just I there, it's very hard for you to us to trade for you, give up draft capital and then also give you a top five contract for an edge rusher. And for me to say that you exceeded expectations, but you fucking did it, man. Like I there's there's very little else to say about montez sweat he was incredible uh i'm glad he's here great trade by ryan poles i j- is there god is there anything else to say about this guy that was like he, he, he was amazing
1: he's a dude he truly he's a dude. is and what
0: yeah what you said i mean you said he's like a jacked up alex brown i think even at the time i was like well you better be fucking careful with that because alex brown is one of my favorite bears uh and that's exactly what he is He's, he is the guy who could run from one end of the line to the other to catch a running back and bring him down in the backfield for a loss. Um, he's just a dog. He makes everybody around him better. Uh, he's, he's fantastic. I look forward to him being a Bear for another four years.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think that'll be the end of nice words that we have to say about edge defenders for the Chicago Bears. Um,
0: who else do we talk about? Well, let's go next
1: to their current edge, too. Demarcus Walker, who I mean,
0: a much better switch up interior. Defense. He is, if yes, so Demarcus Walker
1: for me is a needs improvement, but that's not so much for him as it is the Chicago Bears need improvement uh, over him as edge number two, because I think if Demarcus Walker is your edge three who can kick inside on pass rushing downs, you've probably got a pretty good defensive line. Agreed. And I think if DeMarcus Walker is your edge two, I think you've got a pretty mediocre defensive line. And I think that's exactly what it was. I think he looked a lot better last year in Tennessee when he, that's exactly what he was. He was Tennessee's edge three and and, and a, kind of like a utility player in baseball that you could move along the line. He's much better in that role. Um, yep. And to his credit, I mean, once the sweat trade happened, I mean, he was a lot better.
0: Himself. Way more present, right? Because yeah. that's what he was doing until Yenny Kingakwe got hurt.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I would say DeMarcus, for me, I'm just... I will put him at a meets expectations, but very much at the low end of that. He... He met my expectations of DeMarcus Walker, which is that this guy is your DE2 and he should really be your DE3.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't think he needs improvement at all. Like you said, his role on any defense should be sometimes I'm inside. Sometimes I'm outside. I'm moving around as the situation requires. It should not be every first, second and third down. Uh, DeMarcus is one of your edge rushers. That's not his spot. That's not where he should be. That's not where he should live. And it's it's not really fair of us to expect him to succeed in that role.
1: Yeah. And so uh I would say let's let's go on to Yannick Ngakwe. Uh that's a definite needs improvement. I mean, we talked about Ngakwe um, you know, and said, oh, he's 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 a pass rush specialist and that's all he is, but he wasn't even that this year. So yeah. Um, if if you're Yannick Ngakwe and you're not doing that, you literally don't belong on a football team. And the PFF grade reflects that. I mean, he had a 39.9 overall grade,
0: and which very is bad is
1: It's fucking abysmal. I don't think we'll be deep- seeing Yannick again.
0: It's deeply unfortunate that he had to be a mercenary for so long while he was having very good pass rushing years. And now that he has had the one bad year, the NFL can simply discard him or he can take yeah. the veteran minimum somewhere. That sucks. I like Yannick Ngakwe a lot, but yeah, he had he had a very bad year. He didn't do the one thing that he is good at, and then he got hurt when Sweat arrived, and that was just sort of that. Yep. So yeah, it's it's a needs improvement, but it, much like Eddie Jackson, it's like, you're not going to beat uh... him, so... And I'm not going to bother
1: saying whether it's a meets needs or whatever, but can I just say one last thing on. Oh, Rasheem Green, I don't even remember a single play he made all year, so I'm going to put him under a needs improvement. Mm-hmm.
0: Rasheem Green didn't need to be on this team.
1: Uh, and then, I worse than that, a guy that I Tom hope. Robinson. Yeah, a guy that I hope to never see again. Like, I totally understood why they took Dominique Robinson for a guy who had just converted to Edge in college and had those athletic traits to to see as an experiment on a team that wasn't expected to contend anyways, if you had anything there. Um, But it's been two years. I think your answer is conclusively that you do not have anything there whatsoever. Um, And they got to cut that guy and move on. We are
0: are getting dangerously close with Dom Robinson to getting onto this bad bears list um, in the, uh, why have we kept him why guy are you here yes. as long as we've kept him yes. around? The, yeah he is
1: he's he's looking almost mustapher like in that regard yes. like okay the,
0: the second half of the year every time I saw Dom Robinson on the field I got mad
1: yeah it, it's it, not like it's your fault you're, yeah you're not putting yourself in the lineup so that's not your fault but the fact of the matter is that you're there and you really shouldn't be and I'm tired of seeing you so Correct. let's kick Watch inside for
0: him next year. Watch for him next year to be well, added to that list if he's still God. around. Yeah, if he's still around, I
1: think it's a third year. Whew. Uh, all right, last but not least, the interior defenders. Uh, let's start off with the veteran of the group um, in terms of Justin Jones, and I would say...
0: Oh, just I thought you were going to go with Billings. We're going to Justin Jones. First. I
1: would really prefer not to have to deal with Justin Jones ever again.
0: This guy's right in that Dom Robinson camp, absolutely. Just a worthless player. Not just not just worthless, a motherfucker who goes backwards every time the ball is snapped. A an interior three technique who gets thrown backwards every time the ball is fucking snapped by a guard or center. Absolute unmitigated trash who we've had to watch for two fucking seasons now. If he plays a goddamn snap for this ne- <laughs> this team next year, I will lose my mind. I, I, my hatred for him is beyond Dominique Robinson. It's, it is almost at must for levels already. It just a horrible player. And we, as we are going to talk about, we have better interior defensive linemen and we have, if not better, uh, uh, a younger guy who should at least be playing in Zach Pickens, right? Like somebody who should at least be seeing snaps because it's not like Justin Jones is helping.
1: No. And for as, bad as zach pickens felt like he was the man still and again pff grades are not the be all end all um because like for instance according to pff they had pickens ahead of jervon and i fully disagree with that but ridiculous uh, they still had him considerably ahead of justin jones and i would agree with that and that is not a compliment to zach pickens but it's just like if we're playing two useless football players can we play the one that's younger yeah. Like right, can exactly. I can we can we play the one that I still have hope might be something else someday? Um We
0: we know exactly what Justin Jones so is. So yeah, Justin he's Jones is certainly a player.
1: certainly a needs improvement, but I hope if he's trying to find it, it's on a different roster next year. Uh well, Zach I Pickens, I think Zach Pickens definitely is a needs improvement even for a rookie um you know, because I don't care if PFF says he, he graded out overall better than Jervon, um, because I know Jervon had some rough moments, especially in run defense. But Jervon also had some things where he really did flash uh, and came along as a pass rusher a lot faster than I thought he would, especially in the second half of the season. And Zach, I didn't really feel like he even flashed that much or really had those standout moments like Jervon. I just thought it was... You know, Javon might have the lower grade overall, but I feel like that's a grade made up of some really, really good plays and some really, really bad ones. And I thought Zach was just a consistently pretty shitty performance all year long. I didn't, there's not a lot I saw from Zach Pickens that makes me super optimistic about him being in the rotation next year, although I'm sure he's going to be. You don't give up on the 64th overall pick after one year, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and specifically with Zach. This is a guy who we absolutely knew 100% as soon as we drafted him was not going to be anything his first year. Like, first of all, like I alluded to earlier, interior defensive line is the single hardest thing to succeed at in the NFL as a rookie. And we knew that Zach was just absolutely a, a completely raw prospect um, just from his college tape and I just everything going into it. So I didn't expect anything to him this season doesn't mean he's got to get a meets expectations. He still absolutely needs improvement because yeah, like you said, he was sitting next to Jervon and Jervon was showing some stuff, uh, especially in the second half of the season. Zach just wasn't there, just wasn't there all season. Um, so yeah, absolutely needs improvement, but I didn't expect anything. So I'm not down on Zach right now. Let's see what he's got with the full off season, um, a training camp and a year or two.
1: Yeah, I mean, he and, and Jervon both need to hit the weight room a little bit, that's for sure, and I think they will. So, Gervon, uh, I actually, I will say Gervon for me, is an exceeds expectation, though, because this was a guy that I thought would be a a complete project his entire rookie year, yep. um, and really, like, towards the, and especially as a pass rusher, I thought if Gervon was going to do anything, uh, he'd be a solid run defender just because he's big, he's big and he's strong. And actually, he was kind of he he was kind of a liability against the run, but he was it came on very strong as a pass rusher um, down the stretch. And I really don't think he's he's really learned any techniques yet. He's still just getting by on being a beastly dude. But it's pretty impressive then that he was able to have that level of success. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jervon is a meets expectations for me. I expect good things from him next year for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I'm a little biased towards Jervon. Uh <laughs> Just from everything we've seen on this podcast, uh, I picked that dude to be drafted by the Bears uh, when nobody was talking about him. Um, and I I just really but, love his game. But he, he did. He absolutely blossomed in the second half but, of the season. He picked up... He picked up a few things, I think, um, but really what he was working on was that explosiveness, right? Because in college, he was told because the Florida coaching staff should be drawn and quartered to just stand up every play, monitor the situation, and then fill a gap. Um, And man, by the end of the season, he was very fast off the snap. He was getting off the snap faster than anybody else on the line. And it was causing, uh, we talked yesterday about Tyler Scott and about how he became noticeable. In the second half of the season, you're like, whoa, Tyler Scott's on the field. Oh, Tyler Scott was open on that play. Jervon became the guy you noticed in the second half of the season. You were like, holy shit, the middle of their offensive line just fell apart instantly. Who was that? And it was always Jervon Dexter throwing maybe two guys uh, away from himself. Um, And you usually don't see that. I think he ended the season the second best pass rush win rate of all rookie uh, interior defense linemen behind Jalen Carter. So over the last
1: like six games of the season, I mean, he had uh, a pass rush win rate that was 19th among all interior defenders, not just rookies. Just
0: everybody. Um,
1: Yeah. If you want to look at rookies over that time period, he was third. Um, And then I think on the season as a whole among rookies, let's see here. My PFF likes to think very hard whenever I ask it to change queries.
0: I know he was he was pinging around all season with my two favorite defensive lineman prospects in this last draft: Jalen Carter and Kalijah Cansey. Come on, you son of! A... <laughs> but yeah, okay. importantly, he was really what what you want to see. From an interior defensive lineman as a rookie is those explosive plays, those flashes, because you just you really can't expect an interior defensive lineman unless you're Aaron Donald. And there's only one of those dudes. Even Jalen Carter isn't Aaron Donald. Uh, You you just want to see the flashes because it usually takes three, maybe four years for an interior defensive lineman to blossom into that special player who just wrecks. Um, the opposing offensive line. And Jervon is already showing that he is a quality interior pass. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to be. Nobody was expecting that the first year. A lot of reasons to be excited about Jervon.
1: And then we'll end uh, with a definitely an an exceeds improvement. The big dog, Andrew Billings. What a find he was. That is just a a solid nose tackle there, baby.
0: Yeah, just another dude who uh, very much like the TJ Edwards signing. They signed Andrew Billings, and I was like, "Oh, that guy was available." Man, I wonder what they paid. So, and it so was nothing. So Dexter, was, they did, paid him
1: nothing. It did find a by the way. Jervon Dexter over the whole season was third among all rookie interior defenders in terms of pass rush win rate. Um, yeah.
0: I think about and all the, the, the second was Kobe rampant. Turner,
1: and I don't. Kobe Turner had a very nice rookie season, and I'm definitely not knocking Kobe Turner, but at the same time. Um, he's a Los Angeles Ram, and I think when you play the defensive interior next yeah. to Aaron Donald, your pass rush win rate gets a little yeah. bit of an asterisk. Just Absol- a little bit. So yeah,
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah. Andrew Billings, Billings absolutely exceeds expectation. I'm happy for him
0: that he got and a contract
1: extension. We
0: extended him. Like, geni- Like I've never seen such uh, intelligent play, Like, and he's on a great, reasonable contract. I don't know how... Like, how do you undervalue one technique so badly that you look at a guy like Andrew Billings, who was incredible last year and has been like very good to fantastic his whole career, and you just let the Bears get him on a flyer deal and then sign him to a long-term contract? Dude's a beast! Like, he's a guy you can build the interior of your defensive line around.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I think um,
0: probably overall a
1: more positive episode. Uh, as defense usually is when you're reviewing yeah. the Chicago Bears. I think there really are... I still have some questions about this scheme and whether it can really rise to the occasion of playoff football someday, um, but a lot of young depth to be excited about in the secondary on the defensive line. Um, I do think they're just... This, this defense is a couple just a couple pieces
0: away from very, very good. So Yes. Um, I mean, I think the thing about just this team as a whole, if we want to wrap up the whole team is unlike the last two off seasons, you can see exactly where the holes are. You can see we need one yes. replacement safety and it might just be Terrell Smith. You can yeah. see that. Sure. We're overpaying our middle linebacker, but he's still playing adequate football. It's not really a position that you should worry about too much. He's not going to break this defense and we need an, an edge rusher in a center and like, you know, a number two wide receiver. These are five things. Right? Like, five positions that the Bears need, and they are varying degrees of need. It's Whoa! not like, oh, we need first-round picks at all of them, right? It feels like this is a team at this point, and we just need to slot in a few extra pieces to be competitive. Absolutely. So, yeah. I. All right. well, but there anyway, we go. We- that was that's like two and a half hours of uh, of bears. <coughs> we <clears>
1: did some grinding. We did, yeah. We I I didn't expect this to be. I thought, oh, we'll just do a brief little overview of everybody, but but we, kind of do we had to get little, this so. out of
0: the way because next week, what are we doing? Next week, we are going to start talking about
1: that first overall pick, and I mean, we already did the Justin Fields episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you know that we. We intend for the Bears to use that pick, and so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the the main candidates that they could use that pick on, and why we like or don't like them. And obviously, next week we'll start with the big dog himself, the the presumptive favorite, the heir apparent, Caleb Williams himself.
0: That's right. We got to talk about Caleb Williams next week. I think usually. We would talk about this a bit later in the off season, but in this case, I think it's it's the discussion.
1: It is, yeah, it's the discussion. We'll take we'll talk about the quarterbacks, and then we'll probably take a little break from draft coverage until we get into draft season, and then we'll start talking about um, you know because the Bears have another top ten pick, and there's a lot of really fun, a lot of really fun things to talk about that they could do with that. Caleb Williams'
0: uh, camp seems to have uh, a request for That second, first, yeah, right. that'll
1: be, yeah, we'll cover that in the Caleb discussion next week, too. So, all right, well, enjoy your double dose of Scott Cast this week, folks, and we'll see you next week. In the
0: Delta,
1: way that floor. Now, you know, I'm leaving Chicago. 'Cause I sure do hate to go
0: home. Now you're leaving here in the
1: morning. Won't be back Come more.